Ugh, I love Jenny Kane. At this very moment, I'm feeling so comfy and cozy as I'm practically getting a hug from my Jenny Kane crop cashmere cocoon cardigan. I am enjoying this sweater so much that I've been living in it all spring long. And with Mother's Day just around the corner, this is a feeling you can gift all the well-deserving moms, moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life by giving them the gift of Jenny Kane. Along with bringing you this episode, Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed so super easy. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. Jenny Kane means luxurious cashmere sweaters, iconic accessories, elevated versions of your everyday basics, plus the most incredible home essentials. For a limited time, Birthful listeners get 15% off their first order. Go to JennyKane.com and use the code BIRTHFUL15 to get 15% off and support the show. Jenny Kane is known for their quintessential sweaters, with their cotton collection providing you with the perfect everyday pieces as the days get warmer. But they also have gorgeous sundresses in a variety of silhouettes for any occasion and spectacular sandals to go along with them. Find the perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring go-tos at JennyKane.com. Birthful listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code BIRTHFUL15 at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E dot com, promo code BIRTHFUL15. Get yourself and the mothers in your life the gift of Jenny Kane. Pregnancy and postpartum are some of the most nutritionally demanding times of your life, which makes sense because you're basically acting as your baby's pantry while pregnant or nursing. That's why the quality of your prenatal supplements is so vitally important. Hands down, the one I recommend is needed, so I'm thrilled to say that if you use the code BIRTHFUL at thisisneeded.com, you can get 20% off your first month of needed products. Needed is the number one nutrition brand recommended and used by me and over 4,000 practitioners, from nutritionists to midwives, functional medicine doctors, and OBGYNs. Needed is for anyone trying to conceive, pregnant, postpartum, and really, this is goodness you can use even before and beyond the perinatal years. Along with prenatals, Needed offers premium supplements for every stage, from egg quality support to a lactation support plan, a stress and sleep support plan, and a gut health plan. In fact, I've had clients rave about Needed's pre- and probiotic formula, saying how much better it made them feel compared to their usual probiotics. And to me, Needed's hydration support packets, which only have ingredients you can pronounce, are a must in any doula or hospital bag. Also, Needed's prenatal multi is available in capsules and easy-to-take vanilla powder for those with nausea or pill fatigue. Head over to thisisneeded.com and use the code BIRTHFUL for 20% off your first month of Needed products. That's thisisneeded.com and use the code BIRTHFUL for 20% off your first month of Needed products. 
Hey, Adriana here. I wanted to let you know that starting this week, we'll be going back to our older format of one episode per week so that we can start easing into the summer and you can have more time catching up and going through our fabulous Birthful Library. Happy listening. Welcome to the Birthful Podcast. I'm Adriana Lozada, and today's show is about nursing in public. This is a polarizing topic where breastfeeding moms can be made to feel marginalized and ashamed, ultimately impacting their breastfeeding relationship. What can be done to support moms in feeding their babes wherever and however they choose? Michelle Hickman is here to tell us more. Stay tuned. The Birthful Podcast, talking to maternity pros to inform your intuition. Hello, mamas and mamas to be. Today's guest is Michelle Hickman, and she is a wife, mother of four, small business owner, youth pastor, and breastfeeding advocate. Michelle's passion for breastfeeding advocacy began with her nursing in public incident at Target in 2011, which then led to the largest nursing to date with over 6,000 thousand moms who participating in nursing their children at Target stores all over the U.S. Michelle then currently sits on the advocacy board for the United States Breastfeeding Committee, and she's the director of activism for Best for Babes, Best for Babes Foundation. Michelle created and manages the Best for Babes Harassment Hotline, 855-NIT-FREE is the, the number, and also 844-FREE-TO-PUMP, where she helps mothers across North America advocate for their right to nurse in public or pump at work. Michelle, it's so great to have you here. It's great to be here. Thank you so much. And I'm so, so I knew about your, your, the nursing in 2011, which sort of put you in this great path of serendipity towards uh, being a, a breastfeeding advocate. Um an activist. For those listeners who are not familiar with it, can you tell us a little bit more about, give a quick recount about that 2011 nursing in public incident? Sure. Um, on November 29th, uh, 2011, I was um, doing some Christmas shopping with my infant, who was only three to four months old at the time. And of course, he was sleeping the entire time and it wasn't until I got to the checkout with a basket full of things that he woke up extremely hungry because he had had a very long stretch of sleep and he was just completely inconsolable so I'm like okay he needs milk so I decided to just take a turn from where I was in the register and to go into the uh, women's clothing department and I went over close to where the fitting rooms were and there were several female employees with just baskets and baskets of things that they were putting, you know, like restocking onto the shelves. And I thought, oh, if I go into that fitting room to have a sit and nurse or anything, um, I am going to probably lose my basket of things because they're going to think it's returns. So I'm so not doing that. So I just sat down crisscross applesauce and tucked myself up against a wall and out of, you know, anyone's way, not blocking any aisleways, right in the middle of the women's clothing department and within the view of these female employees. So I sat down and it was winter, so I had a big blanket um, that I used because it was chilly, and I got him out of his car seat and started to nurse him. 
and um, all you could see was his little feet hanging out, you know, from the blanket. And in the middle of nursing, I had one of the female employees approach me and tell me that um, she needed me to move to the fitting room. And I said, I'm sorry, but I'm not doing that. I've actually done that before and lost my basket of things. And um, I'm not I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm fine. He's fine. We're good. And she said, no, I really need you to move. So then I quoted Texas state law. And I told her that, you know, I had the right to nurse my baby in public anywhere that I was at, and I did not have to move to the fitting room. And so then she went back and whispered to the little female group of employees. And then another one approached me and said, ma'am, we really need you to move to the fitting room. And so then I started inquiring, you know, is this what Target is telling you guys to do? Because I told your friend what Texas state law is and your continued request for me to move almost in a demanding me to move form, you know, is pretty much against the law. So, you know, why are you doing this? Is this because Target tells you? And they repeated to tell me and, and, and verify um, that, yes, Target was telling them that they needed to approach the mothers and they, they needed to request the mothers to move to um, the fitting rooms. And I thought, oh, okay. So then she went back, and then um, another lady came all stalkerish next to me and pretended to fold um, perfectly folded shirts and just kind of gave me dirty looks. And then one of the first two ladies came back a second time and approached me again. And I said, you know, at this point, they're like, you know, um, you really need to move. I'm like, I've already told you the laws. I'm almost done. I'm not going to move. You know, I really would appreciate if you just leave me alone. And then she mentioned, well, you know, we could call the cops on you at, for indecent exposure. And I started bursting out laughing because um, I just couldn't hold it in. And I said, you do know that you can't see anything at all. All you see is my baby's feet hanging out. Um, you know, we live in Texas where it's really hot summers and there's people in these stores continuously, you know, wearing clothes with, you know, very, very low cut shirts, you know, um, or sometimes they come in bikini tops, you know, and you're telling me really, you know, that, that, you know, and I said, besides Texas state law, you know, also says that breastfeeding is not indecent exposure. So if I wanted to take this cover off and expose my entire breast, then you can call the cops all you want, but they could not give me a ticket for indecent exposure. And then they kind of left me alone at that point. So I left. I shared my story with some other moms, um, you know, just in breastfeeding groups. And they said, you've got to call corporate. You've got to call corporate. So the following day on November 30th, because then it was going to be a weekday, Monday through Friday, you know, corporate hours, I called the corporate office and I spoke to a guest relations specialist and also her supervisor. And they informed me that they were completely aware of breastfeeding laws in America, that I did not need to educate them about those, and that um, despite the laws that Target was a family-friendly place, and I thought, how much more family-friendly can you be when you're feeding your child and nurturing your child? That's pretty family-friendly, don't you think? And so she decided to repetitively state that, um, you know, somehow in some way they were above this law and um, very rudely kept saying, and I quote, that um, breastfeeding women um, just wanted to flaunt it. 
around their stores. Oh, wow. <laughs> and yeah. So whenever I, you know, shared that portion of the phone call, which I didn't expect to go that way at all, I expected, you know, corporations to have very well polished and trained, um, you know, guest relations specialists. So where I would get, you know, an apology, we're sorry, we'll train our ladies and and this won't happen again. That's what I expected. I never expected a, you know, well, you just want to flaunt it, (laughs) you know. Um, So when I told my mothers, you know, in my mommy group, what happened, they were very upset, (laughs) you know, um, that Target didn't do what they, you know, should have done when they had the opportunity to. And so then they um, basically posted it on social media, and as you know, everything just went completely viral, and um, we made requests for Target to call us back. Several breastfeeding organizations reached out, um, including Best for Babes, which I now, you know, advocate sitting as their director of activism for them, Um, and they, you know, reached out to Carp. Target Corporation, asking them to do the right thing, to issue an apology training in the whole nine yards. And um, no responses were, you know, coming forth from Target. So a nurse in was organized right before Christmas time. And we had 6,000 mothers all across the United States show up with their nursing babies in all the various Target stores. And it's the largest um, nurse in to date. Um, as a result of just, you know, that particular incident of mine. So Mm -hmm. I didn't really choose breastfeeding advocacy. It kind of chose me um, from that point on. I'm like, this can't happen to other moms like it happened to me. And so that's where my journey began. Yeah, absolutely. And it's remarkable how you were able, there were so many things that came together in that story you know, your confidence, your knowledge of the state law, your insistence and in taking it one step further because of the support you got from your mom's group to talk to corporate. And then how after getting a really unacceptable <laughs> response from them, you didn't just leave it at that. You went one step further and then got a support of 6,000 moms to to join in. I mean, how 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 did you organize that to get 6,000 moms to sit in and nurse I, in through targets that are all around I, the the country? I don't know that I actually really organized it. I think Facebook and social media kind of organized it. I'm just the just the amazing moms out in our country that are, you know, breastfeeding supportive who heard my story through social media and said, yes, I'm going to participate, you know, and I think also the ease of the fact that there's probably a target fairly close to just about anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like, you know, it happened at ABC mom and pop restaurant that there's only one restaurant. So then it would have to be just pulled from local moms. This is, you know, the opportunity was was nationwide to show up at any target. So I think that's a lot to do with the nor- the numbers, um, but I- I'm not quite sure, honestly, how it got that large. It just just did. Yeah, I think. Well, you clearly hit a nerve. You hit on an experience that a lot of moms have, which is they're trying to feed their child and they get some pushback from people around them when they're in public. Why do you think we're so squeamish about nursing in public? 
I think the lack of education um, in our country about breastfeeding has a lot to do with it. Um, very, very rarely in our public school systems, which the majority of children in our country go to public school systems, they teach sex education and never once is lactation mentioned that I know of in any mm-hmm. school district um, curriculums that I've ever seen. Because I actually did a little research kind of project, you know, very in my own mommy world, you know, very unprofessional research, just, you know, going and seeing which ones I could get my hands on to see if there was any mention of any type of lactation, you know, and you're not teaching young girls, you're teaching young girls about their bodies changing and and menstruation and how, you know, pregnancy can come and birth can come, but you're not talking to them at all about lactation either. You know, so unless they're seeing it in their homes and in their families, they have no clue that their boobs can make milk, (laughs) you know. Um, I didn't. I had no idea that breastfeeding even existed. And I would have never breastfed my children if it wasn't for my husband who was um, on his way home from a hunting trip. And in St. Louis Airport, when I was pregnant with my first child, he picked up um, Jack Newman's breastfeeding book and brought it to me and said, here, this looks like a cool book, you know, and he was breastfed, but I didn't even know boobs made milk because oh, wow. I was never taught that myself. You know, um, I wasn't breastfed. My mom was fell into the booby trap of, you know, the doctors came in, they gave her a shot to dry up her milk. They didn't even ask her. They just did it. And that's just what they did back then, you know, um, so um, if it wasn't for my husband picking up the book and then me reading it, I wouldn't have been like, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. Breast milk is such great stuff. I have to do this, you know, for my baby. This is this is awesome. So um, I would have never known, you know. So I think education is key. I also think our laws are extremely, extremely lacking in what they should be as well. So let's talk a little bit about that because, you know, it does vary state by state. What are the rights for women nursing in public? Well, um, in general, without going through all 50 states for time yes. uh, purposes, um, in general, um, most states in America grant a woman permission, if you would, if you would use that word, or allow them to nurse their babies in public, um, and they say things, you know, you know, the writing like um, a mother, mother has a right to nurse her baby in any location, public or private, where the mother is authorized to be. Um, and then that's the general sense of things. However, the flaw in that law is that there's only a handful of states that actually have any enforcement provision. If you look up the definition of law, you'll see that um, law is supposed to be something that is enforceable, since like speed limits. So if you're going 20, over 20 miles an hour in a school zone um, and a police officer finds you doing that, he can enforce that law by giving you a speeding ticket. So without any enforcement of breastfeeding law, then basically that's what happens is the women in Target can approach mothers like me and tell me you can't do that. And then I can say, well, this is my law. I'm well within my legal rights to do what I'm doing right now, which is nursing my baby where I have permission to be. 
but there's nothing that I can go back to. I can't call the police department and say, hey, come give these ladies a ticket because they're not doing anything because there's no enforcement in the majority of our states. Now, there are um, there's been some legal changes lately and there are some states that, you know, are um, are coming aboard with adding enforcement provisions. And there's several attempts at legislation that haven't made its way all the way through the legislative sessions. Um, but, you know, it, the tide is starting to change very slowly on that. Um, so that's kind of the general sense of breastfeeding law in America as far as nursing in public goes. Right. Which, do you know, is it like a handful of states that enforce it? And do you know off the top of your head which ones those are? Or where could moms go to learn more about the specifics of the, the breastfeeding laws in their state? Okay, the absolute best resource that I've found and that I use all the time and I refer my mothers to go to is breastfeedinglaw.com because on that website, it's the only website that clearly shows enforcement provisions. You go to state law, you click on your state, and then it'll say enforcement provision, none, if there is none. It also has very clearly defined um, workplace accommodation laws on there as well, and it has federal laws as well for that. Um, but it's very, very clear and easy to understand, um, you know, on, on that website. So breastfeedinglaw.com. Perfect. Breastfeedinglaw.com. And I'll link to it on the show notes as well. Um, and so, you know, you had tons of confidence and you knew the law and you did this and it turned into a really big event that had an impact. Um, what was the response you received from or did you receive a response from Target after the event? Um, actually, we did receive a response very last minute, or well, I did not. The media received a response, let's put it that way, um, right on the morning of the nurse in that I was un unaware of that it came in because, of course, it wasn't to me personally, like mm -hmm. I think it should have been. Um, but to look good in the face of the media and all the thousands of cameras that were rolling, they issued a response saying, um, we appreciate Michelle for telling us what happened, and um, we are going to make changes. Um, we had been pressuring Target, you know, from 2011 to um, let us know what those changes were going to be and when they were coming because Target's policy, you know, that they had really wasn't very well written. It was only one or two sentences and it basically was something along the lines of, you know, if a nursing mom is nursing in our store and um, she would like to use our fitting rooms, then she should have um, basically priority to the fitting room over anybody who would be wanting to try on clothes. Um, and that was pretty much it. It didn't say anything about you shouldn't approach her, you shouldn't leave her alone because you should leave her alone because she's a mom and it's kind of rude to to go in, you know, interrupt the mom and baby. Um, you know, it didn't have, like, you know, clearer expectations mm -hmm. and, and really lined out. Um, Target did recently, a few months ago, release a new statement that has a little bit more beefed up language. I don't have that in front of me, but it was a big, 
you know, somebody could Google it and find it easily, which is a little bit more improved. Um, I don't know if they have any type of employee training on the subject or if it's still just a few sentences buried in a 50-page employee handbook. You know, I don't know internally what's happening because they have not shared that with us. But there are other companies out there who are doing amazing things um, and do share, you know, their policies and their and their programs with um, breastfeeding um, organizations and they're amazing and um, you know slowly but surely more companies are being you know making their way towards making you know more positive changes and 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 beefing up their trainings basically and just quickly off the top of your head, can you say like the names of two or three of those corporations who are doing a really good job? Because I'm I'm saddened to hear this from Target, since Target is like we love it, right? Lots of people love Target. Yes. We love shopping. Their yes. moms love Target, and it's hard to hear that Target doesn't quite love moms back as much as they say they do. Yeah. Um, what are some of these corporations that we should be supporting more if, you know, if we're breastfeeding well, advocates? I know, I know personally, um, I actually have um, a very close friend of mine here locally in the Houston area, and um, she's a lact- IBCLC lactation consultant, and she, um, she has been conducting trainings for um, Shell Oil and Chevron um, for their employees um, who get pregnant, which is awesome. So when, when these employees are getting pregnant, these Shell and Chevron are offering them free breastfeeding training, whether it's their first or second child, um, with an IBCLC. So they go in and they do these trainings with all of the pregnant employees at the time via Skype or, or you know, however they do it. And then they also, after the baby is born and after birth, the company is even paying for a lactation consultant to come out and have an actual one-on-one consultation with them if they're having any type of breastfeeding problems. Um, so that's pretty amazing. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they're also conducting, you know, employee trainings about what breastfeeding laws are uh, as far as nursing and public and um, corporate, you know, workplace support and what that would look like to support a coworker um, who is having to pump at work. So that's wow. pretty amazing. Yes. And I know Apple Computers in California is doing an amazing program just, you know, very similar, just not through my local friend. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, so there's a lot of corporations that are, and then there's a lot of small, small companies that you wouldn't expect that are just mom and pop shop type companies who will call the hotline that we have, uh, or a mom will call the hotline that they that we have um, with an incident from this place. And they'll agree for me, myself, to go in and do a training for free for them via Skype and they pan the camera so I can see that all their employees are present and I give them a really quick just, you know, um, training about breastfeeding, what it is, because a lot of people don't know, like I said earlier, because they haven't seen it in their families. Um, And then um, about the laws and what they should do to support moms who are breastfeeding. So um, this year I've conducted seven um, 
companies who have agreed, but they were all small companies. Um, and I can't recall the names because it's been several months mm-hmm. since the last one. Um, one of them was, I think, like a big fish seafood grill, but I can't recall the state and city. Okay. Um, so that's great. Yeah, Things so we need happening. more companies to do more of that. Yeah. Yes. Diaper rash. It can be a truly uncomfortable experience for a baby. And so I find that one of the biggest conundrums when diapering is figuring out what diaper cream to use. So many options are thick and goopy, making them hard to apply and hard to wipe off. But I can personally say that this is not the case for Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is a pediatrician-approved skin protectant that is free from dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, designed as a breathable formula to help maintain an optimal skin barrier while allowing the healing to occur. This butt balm was developed by a mom who is also a doctor, hence the name Dr. Mom Butt Balm, when she couldn't find any traditional products that worked for her baby's persistent diaper rash and she wasn't about to settle. So she created Dr. Mom Butt Balm to go on smooth and be easy to remove while also being gentle on your baby's delicate skin. With Dr. Mom Butt Balm, you can say goodbye to excessive wiping to clean your little one's already chafed skin. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is so soft and goes on so smooth that you'll only need a small amount instead of having to layer on a thick goop. Plus, it has a lovely minty scent. Learn more about Dr. Mom Butt Balm at drmombuttbalm.com. That's drmombuttbalm.com or look for it at Amazon.com. Today's episode is sponsored by Acorns, and sometimes I find that investing gets put off because it doesn't seem urgent or because with our busy lives, we may not have the time to research and manage said investments, which is why I so appreciate that Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future and that you don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just your spare change. So for example, I take advantage of Acorns Roundup feature where they round up the purchase amounts I make in my linked account to the nearest dollar and then they automatically transfer that to my invest account portfolio. Also, Acorns can recommend an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. For me, that's easy-peasy investing. Head to acorns.com slash birthful or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier 1 compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash birthful. Investing involves risk, including loss of principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC Acorns is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorn Securities LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. We know how vital support is in you know, the success of a, of a mom who wants to breastfeed, having that support, be it from a coworker or from the company or from their family or from their friends. So do you have any sense of how comments that are negative to breastfeeding and to nursing in public, how that affects the breastfeeding relationship or can affect a mom's, a new mom's breastfeeding relationship? 
Um, well, <clears throat> negative comments can very much affect um, a breastfeeding relationship, um, sadly. Um, however, if a mom has really good support from their partner, number one, in their home, um, and locally through um, a La Leche League group or um, a Mother's Day Out program that they meet other moms at or even, you know, stroller walker group around the park where they meet or, or whatever it is, you know, locally that they find, um, it's amazing to have that support because my um, my incident would have never gotten you know, so large of a support if it wasn't for those moms that I went and said, can you believe this happened? I mean, am I doing the right thing by calling corporate? Am I, am I wrong in thinking that corporate's response was, was just not good enough, you know, Um, because Mm -hmm. you always second guess yourself, you know? Um, And so it's great having that support. So I encourage every mom to find her support system locally. Um, you know, if it's not within her family and her home, like it should be, at least find some breastfeeding moms locally. And usually social media, you can go on and find local groups fairly easily. Um, but there is, you know, there's those moms that they don't have the support or they have that one comment that's made to them and it's just, you know, they're not, they're not prepared for that, you know, thing. I had a mom... Mm-hmm who had an incident and this is the one that tugged my heart and, 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 and just really made me cry the worst. And she called our hotline, the 855-NIP-FREE. And, um, she said, you know, she was, she had never nursed in public ever. So if she was in the grocery store and she had a cart full of groceries and the baby was completely hungry and unconsolable, she would go to her car and nurse or go to a bathroom and she would never do it in public um, because she just did not have that confidence level. And, you know, everybody has their own journey and their own confidence level and their own goals in mind. And it's not about a competition between one person's goals and another person's goals. It's about, gosh, being a mom is a hard stinking job. So, you know, we should just support all moms, whatever, you know, they're doing. We should just support them because they're moms, you know. And so she, I don't know what her back-end story was as far as support goes, but that was her level of comfortability. She could not, she didn't have the courage to do it for whatever reasons, you know, we don't know. And she said, I decided to be brave. And I went to a baby's RS and they had a nursing mom's room. And I thought, awesome, I'm going to go in here and I'm going to do this, you know, And so she went into the nursing mom's room, and for whatever reason, that nursing mother's room was under construction, so it didn't have a door on it, because most of them do. And a man walked by going into the bathroom, looked over at her, and gave her a really nasty comment, um, something along the lines of what she was doing was a sexual act with the baby and how she should be called a CPS upon or whatever, you know. And it was her first time. Oh, poor, and poor mama. she ran out of the store crying and called me. And I said, listen, whatever you do, you cannot let that man and his opinion, because people are jerks and we have freedom of speech in this country. So we have the right to be jerks with our mouths and just be a schmuck if we want to, you know. 
Um, so you can't let his comment ruin your breastfeeding relationship with you and your baby. So if that means you never, ever, ever nurse in public again, and all you do is continue doing what you were doing before this happened, then at least do that. You know, don't let it take you further back from what you were already doing. And so, um, she decided by the end of the conversation, she wasn't going to give up on breastfeeding, which is what she initially had, you know, told me, I'm done with breastfeeding. I can't do this anymore. So by the end of the conversation, I at least got her to agree. I'm not going to let this guy disempower me. I'm going to be empowered enough in my own level of comfortability to continue doing what I was doing before. And for her, that was always going to the car or the bathroom or a fitting room or wherever she went to where she wouldn't do it in public. And at least, you know, at least she didn't let him do that. So, you know, it's all about whatever your level of comfortability is staying in that and not caring what other people say and doing and you what, what you want to do, you know, and, that's, and being yeah. empowered and supported enough to do that. And it's hard enough being a mom, like you said before, like it's hard. You're you're vulnerable. It's all these new things. You are out of your comfort zone often. You know, there's milk coming out of your breasts that you have to deal with yeah. all these things that it's hard and 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 those little comments that can really dig deep so it's, i'm i'm glad that you were that that the hotline exists and this mom was able to talk to you and that you were able to you know talk to her about at least doing what she was already doing and not giving it up completely and being able to to do what she wanted to do for her child do you have any other like tangible practical tips that can help moms like in preparation to nurse in public that can help them decrease anxiety and increase their confidence well i think i think you know number one is finding your support system you know mm -hmm. and knowing that you are not alone you know another thing is knowing your state laws you know even without the enforcement provision, knowing that you have that right to do what you're doing, you know, is kind of just gives you a little piece of thing that, okay, the law does, in a sense, back me, at least to some degree, you know, and knowing that there's people out there and there's breastfeeding organizations out there, um, you know, and you know, there's a hotline that you can call and there's people who, you know, not just through Best for Babes, but all of the breastfeeding organizations basically around support us and what we're doing in the hotline. And because we're the only one doing it, you know, I can bring in other breastfeeding organizations and, and different people and I can bring in legal experts when it's needed and when there is an actual legal case because of a state, you know, having enforcement provisions um, or whatever it is. But I think, you know, just knowing that, you know what, you're doing what you're, you know, that is best for your baby, you know, and just, you know, this is what works for you and your baby, just doing it and not letting anyone stop you. And if anyone tries, reach out for that support because support is key, you know, and if you look at research, the number one fear of moms uh, as far as breastfeeding goes outside of not making milk is 
these types of comments from other people. So they do dig deep and they do hurt or else they wouldn't be so popular of a, of a fear listed, you know, when people are asked as far as research goes. So knowing, knowing there's help out there, you know, um, whether that is when the enforcement provision is lacking, what we encourage the moms to do is to reach out with us. And so we send an email, so it's not just the mom sending an email to Target and, hi, I'm Michelle Hickman talking to Target, but I'm Michelle Hickman with Best for Babes and all these Mm -hmm. other breastfeeding organizations that back this hotline reaching out, and we're all watching you to see what you're going to do for this mom. And we are encouraging you to do what's right for breastfeeding and for this mom and to educate your employees and not just to say, we're sorry, we promise we're going to train our employees and then never provide any proof of that, but to actually either let us train the employees for you so we know that it's done right or to let the mom sit in and watch that actual training so she knows that it got done Um, because that's very common for for the corporations, unfortunately, to just offer a very quick I'm sorry, I promise I'll train my employees. Mm-hmm. But whenever I have over 200 cases and incidents documented just within one corporation, YMCA, exact, to be exact, the one I'm talking about, uh-huh. um, that's not good. So we've, we've approached YMCA over 200 times now on behalf of moms saying, hey, you need to do something. And they say, we promise this isn't going to happen again. We're so sorry. We're going to train the employees. But you know what? Now that we're recording all of this stuff through our hotline, we are smarter. And us moms of America, like me, you know, we're starting to get organized with stuff like this. So now, you know, I have YMCA incident that not just happened at a different location, but within the same exact YMCA location a year and a half later after that location promised that they would train their employees. I don't think that training got done. And if it did, it probably wasn't very effective training. So we need to push those corporations when we have the moms utilize. I mean, this is a very effective tool we have that are helping moms of America because it's getting documented. So now we can approach them and say, I think it's time you let us come in and help you (laughs) make some changes that are effective, you know. Or it also might be time for a a nurse in at the YMCA. Yes. (laughs) You know? And, you know, but basically we we give them a chance to to play nice in the sandbox, you know, and Mm -hmm. to, to do what's right. And if they don't, then you have all of this documentation where you've emailed them and you've done what you needed to do. And then you say, okay, you're not going to play nice in the sandbox, so I'm going to go ahead and contact the media and um, we're going to have a nurse in. And that's when I encourage the moms to do so because if you if you kind of say they're a bad person in public and on, in, on camera in the media, then after you do that, they don't want to play nice very often. So if you give them a chance to play nice before you do that, then you're more likely to get them to play nice. Sure. Um, so we encourage moms to do that first. And then if not, let's go ahead and contact media. And then when you do contact media, you look, you look so amazing 
because you not only are doing what's right for your baby, but you're doing what's right and giving them a chance to do right by you and your baby, and then they fail to do so, and you have the proof of those emails that you sent to the corporation, so it's not just he said, she said. So it makes your media story so much better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I want to, so now I want to take it to like the very personal one-on-one mom situation. And I want to go through like some of the common comments that, or, or things that people say negatively about nursing in public and what some suggestions that you would have on how to address that. So say somebody comes and says, um, you know, you you had this man say, oh, that's, that's sexual. You shouldn't be feeding your child or, you know, that I'm going to call protection services. What would you, what could a mom say? I think um, if you're given the opportunity to say something, you know, education is always key, you know, and I, my favorite phrase that I love to use when I'm, when I'm in front of legislators testifying and it's business community and all of those people with those kind of comments, you know, coming against me and and their side of the story testimony stuff is, you know, despite the, the lacking, you know, enforcement provisions of our law, law is law. And you know what? You are totally entitled by law to have your opinion of nursing in public or breastfeeding. But I am, here to tell you that my state says I can nurse in public and that law trumps your opinion, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I love that because, you know, it doesn't matter what people say when the law is on your side, you know, um, because the law does trump their opinion. But outside of that, you know, also just, you know, if the person is open to it, because of course, if they're not open, you're not going to get anywhere talking to them. Um, you know, so if the person is open to it, telling them, well, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen breastfeeding or know what breastfeeding is, but actually, you know, my boobs have mammary glands. They make milk and they for the purpose of feeding my baby. And that's what I'm doing. It's not sexual in any manner, you know, um, Yes, the nation has sexualized breasts on to sell beer and lingerie and everything else in the world, you know, but I'm using my breasts right now for the sole purpose of feeding my baby, you know, and engaging in some type of education. But typically, when it's someone just being a jerk, you don't really have that opportunity nine times or more out of ten. Um, so I think one of the easiest things to do is say, well, my state law says this or that, and you know what? Law trumps your opinion. Your right to your opinion, you know, you have a right to your opinion. Your opinion is your opinion, but law trumps opinion. So. And I think we need to (laughs) walk on. (laughs) Look the other way. (laughs) Um, I think we need to also stress the fact that what moms are doing are is feeding their babies like nobody gets told to go feed them the go eat their sandwich in the bathroom or yes. you know cover up while they're eating a, a donut uh, this is just feeding a child that's hungry yeah <laughs> which it, is, it is feeding yeah. a child that's hungry and i i love there was a picture on um, social media that came by my way. And there was a mom who was told to cover while she was at a restaurant 
um, while she was nursing her baby. So she picked up the napkin from the, um, you know, the restaurant and placed it over her head and said, okay, I'm covered. The baby wasn't <laughs> covered and her breast wasn't covered, you know, any more than it was before, but her own head was, she said, okay, I'm covered. <laughs> and, and I, I love that she yeah. did that because it was a little bit of humor in it and it was kind of like, you know, all right, well, I did what you said, so leave me alone now. Go away. Go about your own business. Um, <laughs> and it's so it great when great. a little bit of humor can be brought into this situation, when it can be diffused that way, um, yes. which is not easy to do. Uh, you know, no, I like not. also, yeah, I like the 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 beanies that, yes, <laughs> that look I like breasts. I have a couple of those. <laughs> <laughs> the breast beanies and so just cover up. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it, do you think it's helpful for moms to sort of, if they're trying to, like this uh, this mom that called a hotline, like she said, I'm going to be brave and do this, to help her them with that goal of maybe sitting in front of a mirror it at home and practicing to see what that looks like, like just running through it through the motions to see if that helps them when they're out and about, that they can see what is showing or not showing. I don't know. Yeah, I think, you know, some women are confident with, I don't care what's showing, I'm going to feed my baby no matter what. But there's some women who they just don't have a level of comfort that they don't want anything showing. And when they get to the point where the baby gets older and wiggly and their focus isn't 100% on mom, but they hear noises around them and they want to turn to see what those are and they start to tear the, the nursing cover off or whatever, you know, definitely practicing in front of the mirror, looking in front of the mirror to see how can I arrange this shirt or, you know, with this undershirt and the other shirts to where... I'm comfortable when I go out, you know, and just seeing like, what does that look like from the other side? Because that helps not with other people's level of comfort, because it's not about other people, but with their own level of comfort, you know, and I think also knowing that there's other moms out there that breastfeed and going to support groups where they see other moms, you know, out there breastfeeding, that's always awesome, you know, um, and even, you know, statistically research shows that seeing breastfeeding is a good thing, you know, and that helps people understand it. And that helps people have the confidence levels to do it themselves. Mm -hmm. And I always tell that I'm a doula, so I a uh, birth doula. So I tell new moms, you know, go to that La Leche League meeting or go to that new moms group, because there is such a relief in going to a place where there's, you know, you're in public, but you're in public surrounded by people doing the same thing as you. So it's like a, you're in, you're, yeah, you're in mass, but not necessarily out in the public. <laughs> yeah. In group. And see, yeah. I, I was raised in a family where there was no breastfeeding. And, you know, um, my family would be like, oh my gosh, your breast, you, you can't show that, you know, that's just, no, you can't do that. And you're going to actually breastfeed. In fact, I, once I made the decision to breastfeed, um, my and I had a family member disown me. They haven't talked to me since because oh. that was just not something that I should do, you know. And so, you know, there's a lot of factors going against. But, you know, my husband brought me that book, like I told you, and I read it and I was looking online and I'm researching everything there is about breastfeeding on my own. But there was a still tiny little bit of support lacking 
that I didn't have. And so I found Lala Chain League and I found a local group and I thought, okay, I'm pregnant. I'm going to go because the one thing lacking is I feel like if I can just see it, like mm-hmm. see an actual baby on the breast, then I would be like, okay, now I got it, you know? And it was that one thing, if I can just see it. So that way I know when I go to do this in two months that it's going to be the right way, you know? And so I went to that Lola Chain League meeting and I'm watching all the moms nurse and I'm kind of, you know, I didn't know anything about breastfeeding, mind you, you know, so I'm, I'm doing a stalkerish, like, you know, I'm trying to peek at you, but not be obvious that I'm peeking at you. And I really want (laughs) to see it, you know, and that's my, that was my mindset at the time. And so at the end of the meeting, they're like, does anybody have any questions? And I thought, well, I didn't get as good of a view as I wanted, you know, Um, so I'm just going to do it. I'm going to bravely ask. And I raised my hands and I thought, they're going to kick me out of here, man. They're going to think I'm a weirdo. And I said, "Um, well, nobody in my family ever breastfeed. And I really have been doing a lot of research and I just want to see it. Like, is there any of you that wouldn't mind going in a you know, to the side or something and just letting me see it. I want to see how the, the baby's lips are supposed to flange, you know, on, and I just want to see that, you know, because then I think that I can do this. And all of a sudden, all the moms started whipping their babies out and their <laughs> shirts flying off. And they said, of course, come on, come see. And I had all the, you know, right there, one-on-one visuals that I could ever have asked for. And I thought, wow, breastfeeding moms are cool and they're totally awesome with supporting each other. And at that moment, I felt so supported that I knew if I ever had a problem, I could just go find some other breastfeeding moms and they would help me, you know? And that's what I did when I had my incident too. So I think, you know, just, just having somebody to go to is important. Yeah. And I like the fact that, you know, that recommendation also of even if you're not pregnant or nursing or you're not nursing yet, you haven't had your baby, you haven't given birth. If maybe if you're just pregnant, go to Lola Chega League meeting beforehand and yes. moms will be super happy to, to show you ahead of time. Yes, because I think it really helped me. That's a great, I love that. I love that suggestion. Michelle, can you remind listeners of uh, the what the hotline is? And also, if they want to know more of what you're doing and follow you, where can they find you? Um, well, they can, um, they can find me on Facebook if they want to. Um, they'll see lots of pictures of my own kids and stuff if they become my friend. But <laughs> outside of that, um, you can follow along at bestforbabes.org. Um, with a lot of what we're doing, um, we do big um, breast milk, uh, raising breast milk to put into NICUs for NICU babies um, to help combat NEC. Um, and uh, we do that every uh, May, every year. And so that's a big thing. A lot of people follow us and a lot of breastfeeding moms go out and support us there. Um, also, the hotline is 855 NIP for nursing in public, F-R-E-E, or if they're having workplace issues when they go back to work and they're finding that their employer is not so willing to give them pumping breaks, they can call 844-FREE-TO-PUMP, and that's the number two. Um, And also, you know, just 
following, you know, on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. I'm not super active sometimes because I am a mom of four and I do this voluntarily. Um, but there are moments where I get more active on social media than others. Um, but that's where they find me. And I yeah. always share my I always share my personal cell phone and and everything with all my hotline callers so that they can call me in the middle of the night or text me or, you know, whatever they need to do. Um, our hotline team is also always on, on, on standby for them to reply all so that way our entire team sees their emails and can answer their question maybe quicker than I can get to. Um, so there, there is support systems out there and there is people that you can call and utilizing those is key to success, I think. Yeah, fantastic. And I'm really glad your husband bought you Jack Newman's book (laughs) and that you had this incident in Target. Yes. (laughs) Thanks so much for all you do. And thank you for being on the show. That was really great. All right. Thank you for having me. I'm Adriana Lozada. Please join me next week when I'll be talking to another maternity pro to inform your intuition here at the Birthful Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, Mighty One, did you know that if you started listening to one birthful episode per day at the start of your pregnancy, your baby would be about three months old before you got through all of them? That is so much birthful. So to ease us into the summer and to help you catch up on your listening, we're going back to releasing one episode per week instead of two. Now you know.